0: I want to uh, pick up where we left off in Philippians as we look at this uh, lifestyle of joy. And tonight we're going to look at probably something that I value, I've come to value more than anything else. And the source of this joy that we have is found in um, a very special gift uh, that God has given us. It is the gift of peace. Tonight, we were going to look at this gift of peace. Uh, Do you know, so many times we take for granted just the peace that we have with God, Uh, the knowledge that God is at work, that it's in his hands, and um, uh, that we can begin to embrace uh, a peace that. goes beyond anything that we can experience. And so we're gonna pick it up in Philippians chapter four, um, in verse six, a very familiar uh, uh, part of scripture. And um, uh, then we're just going to kind of reflect uh, on these words. I know it's not anything new, um, but uh, I think many times we just need to reflect on it again We need to recenter ourselves. It's so easy uh, to get knocked off of even our faith in Christ by the things in this world, and sometimes it's not even major things. Sometimes it's just the everyday uh, things of life uh, that build up and they they weary us, they tire us, and and we get um, uh, moved off of that focus on who God is. And so let's read these words. Uh, Starting in Philippians chapter four, uh, starting in verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, so he tells us that we can know the peace of God, uh, and he, he describes the peace that God gives us, uh, as something that is beyond our understanding. It It is a peace. And when we talk about peace, it is a, not only a feeling of calm, uh, a feeling of, uh, uh, restfulness, but it it is also a feeling of anchored because it doesn't always mean that everything is calm or restful or, or just going easy. But the peace that God has many times is in the middle of a storm. Uh, And yet in the middle of the storm, we have an anchor and it is a foundation. It is an anchor uh, that will never let us go. And it, it allows us to know that everything is right because of God. Not because of what we can do, but because of God, we can know that everything uh, is taken care of. And that is a peace that brings joy because when you have the peace of God um, in your heart, knowing not that everything is good, you might be in the middle of suffering, you may be in the middle of pain and sorrow, But in spite of that, in the middle of that, you know that God is working everything out for your good. And it is that anchor, it is that rock that allows joy to flow up out of the pain and the sorrow. Um, It is the peace uh, that brings that alignment so the water of joy can flow. Um, Whereas many times without that alignment, we are just shaken. Uh, We are moved off so that there is a blockage. And and many times, uh, though we look to God, it seems like we are dry and empty and nothing is flowing. Um, And so twice he mentions the peace of God here. And, And that is because there are two things that we need to do to develop that peace so that the joy of the Lord can flow in every situation. So let's look at the first thing. The first thing he says is that we need to be anxious about nothing. And yet in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests known to God. So let's look at this first. First of all, he says, don't be anxious, okay? Uh, Don't be anxious. Now the word there, I know that many times when we read this, it it is almost sometimes makes it feel worse because we're like, God, I I have uh, put my faith in you. I am following you to the best of my ability and I still worry. And yet I know that you tell me not to worry. Okay, not to be anxious. Um, uh, And yet uh, I still feel that. And so sometimes I feel worse because I feel like I'm a failure. I'm not uh, what is wrong with me that I cannot uh, uh, get rid of this anxiety and this worry and and just the things that that, you know, cloud my mind. and, And so that I don't feel the peace of God. When we read this statement, when he says, do not be anxious about anything, the word anxious there. It is not saying that do not ever get worried about anything, Uh, but the word anxious there actually means uh, do not bear um, the cares and the worries of life uh, as a distraction. It, it, It says, don't be distracted. Don't bear those cares. So what is he saying? He's not saying that you will never have worry, that you will never have anxiety, but he says, don't let that worry and that anxiety distract you. Don't let it become so controlling in your life that you begin to put all of your focus on the worry. He says, yes, there's times that you're gonna worry. There's times that you're gonna be anxious for things. And especially if we want to do good things for God, you know what, many times we're anxious out of a good motivation, um, uh, that, that we just want to do such a good job. And, and so many times a lot of our anxiety is, is just out of the fact that we want, uh, to do good. And yet what, what he is saying is, um, just don't let that anxiety distract you from seeing God. That in the midst, in fact, when you do worry, uh, when you have the cares of this life, you need to look to God. That's what it's saying. It says, you have anxiety, but instead of letting the anxiety distract you, come to God with it. In everything, bring your requests to God. Don't let it make you forget that God is there. See, that's the key. It is not to to eliminate anxiety and, and worry altogether. But in the midst of that anxiety, put your eyes on God, acknowledge him, seek him and, and, and open yourself up to him. Um, And when you do that, the other part of this uh, where he says, don't be anxious. Not only does it mean don't be distracted uh, by the anxiety that it's there, but also don't, um, Uh, Don't be controlled by it. Don't let uh, your anxiety come uh, from a desire of control. Now, what do I mean by control? Many times we are anxious and our response to the anxiety is to try and fix it. Um, And and so we get more and more worried. How can I fix this? What do I need to do? And, And when we do that, It begins to control us. And again, not only do we get our eyes off of uh, God onto our worries, but we begin to put our eyes onto our own abilities Um, and we try and control it. And then when we are out of control, then the anxiety just takes over us. It overwhelms us. Um, and, And the reason is, is because we cannot control the things that we worry about. We try and Um, uh, put them within our uh, abilities uh, to handle it. And what he's saying is you need to recognize that when you worry about something, the result is not in your ability and you need to stop trying to put it in your ability. When you worry about something, that's okay, but you need to understand That the outcome of that circumstance that you're worrying about, um, uh, those cares that you are bearing, you need to realize that you are not responsible for them. And sometimes we worry about it because we put all the responsibility on ourselves, and then we worry more and then it just becomes a heavier load when you need to realize that, yes, there is a problem. And many times we go through hard times in life. And so, of course, there's going to be worry, But you need to understand that the outcome, you don't have to worry about the outcome. The outcome is up to God. And God is saying, let me handle it. Um, I I know that you're worried. I know you're anxiety. But let God be the answer and trust. And this is where we just begin to trust him. Um, Now, how do we do that? How do we trust him? How do we keep from being distracted by our worries? Um, And he says, it through this. So this is the first thing to find peace. And it is by developing a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of prayer. Um, The prayer is threefold. Uh, first of all, it says in everything by prayer. Okay. And that, that first word by prayer is a communion with God. That is not um, uh, asking for anything. It is by um, just simply having an open communication with God. When you live a life of open communication with God, uh, you begin to get to know him. Um, so this is a prayer uh, of relationship. Um, uh, and and the deeper our relationship with God, the more we trust him because the more you know him and the more he reveals himself to you, the easier it is to trust him. You begin to see that he has a plan, uh, that when you go through the hard times, when life becomes heavy, God is working. Let him work it out. Um, uh, Realize that you don't have to put the outcome on yourself. You don't have to bear it yourself. We're going to go through it. We're going to experience worry, but you don't have to solve it. Let him solve it. And that is just by sometimes just opening up to God and just talking to him and, and developing a lifestyle of, of simply communing with God. And, and that means that in our everyday life, uh, we are, uh, uh, sensitive to his presence. And and so we commune. Many times that type of prayer is is when we are in the Bible, when we're reading the Bible. Uh, It's not just a one way. We're not just reading the Bible, but uh, hopefully you should read the Bible as a conversation with God, that as you're reading the Bible, God, what are you saying to me? And man, God, how can I do this? And and even saying, God, I, I don't feel this way. And, and open yourself up and become vulnerable to God. And so there is a prayer by prayer, making God part of your everyday life. But not only that, it says by prayer and by supplication. Uh, and that is making your request. A, a supplication is the requesting part of prayer where, where God, I, I just need to let you know, I really need this. This is what, at least this is what my desire is. Um, And so I'm bringing it to you. If you need to change that desire, then God begin to change me. But yet you open up to him. You bring your request and then you let him either answer that one way or the other. Uh, So make your request known to God. Um, There is no uh, dumb request. Now, sometimes God will say no. And sometimes God will teach us uh, that there's another way and he will lead us. But he's saying, but still bring your request to me. We need to always seek God. Whenever we're in a hard place, when we feel down, then take it to God and be honest and say, God, I need some strength. God, I need comfort. I'm, I'm just down. God, I, I, I'm feeling that, that life is overwhelming. me. Be honest and bring your request to God. These are the, These are the supplications. These are where we ask God, God, I need you. We need to be people that cry out to the need of God. And what does that do? The more we pray, the more we bring our requests, what we're doing is we're putting our focus on God. So the anxiety that we feel, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad when you feel anxious. Don't feel bad when you worry. You know what you do? Instead of feeling bad, just look to God. Begin to say, God. Remember, Jesus, he cried out to God this way, Abba, Father. In in other words, he's saying, Daddy, Be like a little child. When we're worried, when when we are, don't get mad at yourself. I shouldn't be like this. And then I don't want to go to God because I'm ashamed. God does not want you to feel that way. In fact, when you feel anxious, when you feel worried, he wants you to crawl up in his lap and say, daddy, hold me. Because when we, in prayers and supplications, when we come to God in those ways, he puts his arms around us. And he doesn't say, how can you ever be afraid of that? Why were you worried? No, he doesn't. This is what he says. That's okay. I want to make the worry go. I'll hold you. I'll hold you during the storm. And that's when the peace of God, you see, that's the peace of God. When we pray, when we get our eyes on God, we don't get distracted by the worry and we don't feel bad about worrying. We don't try and handle it ourselves, but we go to God and the peace of God will hold us. It'll get us through. And the third thing, by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving. You see, here's a great thing. When we begin to thank God in the middle of something that's going wrong, and you come to God with your cares, but you say, but God, I thank you for the other times that you have done good things for me. It is, in, it is with thanksgiving that it opens up that alignment with God. Because when we come to God with thanksgiving, it touches the heart of God. And wouldn't it all of us, when anyone comes to us and say, man, I appreciate you. And this is why I'm coming to you because you have been always been good to me. You see, when you come to God that way, it it opens up the heart of God. And, And we need to be much more thankful. And again when you're thankful it gets your eyes off of the worry and onto God. So this is why he's saying don't be anxious for anything. He's not saying don't worry. He says don't if all your focus is on the anxiety, God cannot work with you. He wants to, he's trying to, but you are too focused on those things rather than coming and crawling up into the lap of your daddy. So with prayer and and supplication with thanksgiving, Come to God. Now, that can all take place. Does not mean you have to, you know, get into a a, a place where you can get on your knees and do that. You can do that even while you're driving in your mind and in your heart and out loud. It can be at work um, that you can pray to God and you can cry out to Him and you can come with thanksgiving. See, you can do this in any sort of circumstance. It is a state of heart, it is a state of mind. But when we live a life of prayer, a life of communion with God, where we are thankful for our daddy, then even in the midst of anxiety, the peace of God can come and it will guard our hearts. You see, God will guard our hearts. It's the peace of God that guards. It's not a peace that comes from knowing that I've fixed it all. That will not guard our hearts. That will just lead us into more worry because sooner or later we know that we cannot fix it and that leads to more worry. But when we spend time in prayer, communing with our God, being thankful for our daddy and what he has done for us, then the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard us. So the first thing to find peace is spending uh, our life in communion with God through prayer, through supplication and thanksgiving. But here's the second thing. Not only in the midst of anxiety do we need to pray and get our eyes on God, but it says, In verse eight, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So we know that what he is saying, he's saying, you've got to find something good to think about. If you constantly think about everything that's wrong in your life, if you're always finding criticism with what other people are doing, then you're going to worry you're going to just find new things to worry but he says if you will begin to practice not only praying and communing with God but when you begin to practice seeing the good that's around you um then your mind begins to change the path uh that it takes even in our walk with God. But I want to look at it more because sometimes, again, just like where it says be anxious for nothing, we feel bad because we feel like we have failed that, right? And, and so I've I've hopefully I've showed you that you don't have to feel bad when when you uh when you worry, just begin to don't let the worry distract you, don't let it control you, but look to God. Acknowledge your worry. But look to God And we feel the same way And then in this part Many times we feel like But I keep thinking Of the bad things It, it tells me to think Of everything good But I always fail Don't feel bad When you fail When you're Because your mind Is always going to be A battleground But let me give you A little um, uh, Hint here When it says Finally brothers Whatever is true Think on this um, I we look in our circumstances and sometimes we can't, you know, if in our nation, how do you know what's true? You can't trust anyone. You can't trust the news. You can't trust the media. You can't trust people around you. It seems like there is no truth. What is truth? And, and because of that, how can I get my mind on things? And 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 it says whatever is just. How do we know what justice is? We live in a world that is filled with injustice. And even people that we have trusted before, we 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 see that that they are imperfect and unjust. And so, how do we get our mind on justice when there's no justice around us? And then it says, "Whatever is pure." It seems like there is nothing pure anymore. Everything um, uh, has been compromised. Whatever is lovely and commendable, if anything is excellent, and, and so we feel like. I can't can't find those things, and and I know that there are always good things that we can find, and I do want to encourage you, continue to look at that, but here's the key, because when you think of these things, these are not just things in a worldly sense, just like we've tried to say, don't put your, your trust in yourself or in the world, it'll let you down. Well, when it says, think about whatever is true, I'm not talking about what's true in the world. I believe he's focusing on when you think of the truth, what is the truth? Well, we know that Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. If you want to think of something true, we put our mind on Jesus. When we think of whatever is just, who is just? No one is just but God. Jesus was just he did everything right. He was just even in his compassion. So if you want to think of something you want to find in the in a in a circumstance where you feel like you have been unfairly treated and you need to think of something just I want you to think of what Jesus did on the cross. Because he, his his act of sacrifice was an act of justice for you. So we can always think of Jesus and find justice. When we want to think of something that is pure It is Jesus. It says that Jesus took on flesh and lived a life just like us, but without sin. He was pure in all that he did. When you want to think of something lovely, what is there more lovely than the one who loved us so much that he emptied himself of everything he had just to come and be with us? If you want to think of something commendable, no one was commendable like Jesus something that is worthy of praise, something that is excellent. So what am I saying here? I'm saying here, here's what we need to put up. You want to think about these things? Think about Jesus. If you can't find anything good in a circumstance, maybe your heart is just angry. It is just filled with bitterness and you can't find anything good in that circumstance or with that other person. Then think about Jesus. Because Jesus is the truth in your circumstances. Jesus is the purity. Jesus is what is lovely in your storm. And so when you begin to think of Jesus, and what does that mean? That means you begin to be sensitive that Jesus is with you in that hurt. So thinking about him is not just... uh, doing some mental exercise of thinking about Jesus. But when I say, think of Jesus, when he says, finally, brothers, think on these things, think about them. It means to think about is to come into an acknowledgement or an awareness, an awareness that Jesus is with me, not just thinking about Jesus, but being aware that Jesus is with me. The truth is right here with me. When I am hurt and angry, and I'm counting to 10 so that I don't say anything. I need to be aware that Jesus is with me, lovingly with me. He's not here looking over me, waiting for me to blow up and with a, with a scowl. No, Jesus is behind my back, holding me, saying, God, you know what? You can do it. You don't have to do that. I'm here. He is here lovingly. We need to begin to practice being aware of the presence of Jesus. Um, and i know many times we get caught up in the things of life and that's when we forget the sweet presence of jesus but in those times when when many times we have forgotten him i think when we will just stop ourselves and if we'll just say close our eyes for one second and just say jesus you're here with me and when we think about him then the truth then the justice then the loveliness then the excellence of Jesus begins to fill our mind because it says when we think on these things, it says the God of peace will be with you. You see, when you live a life of prayer, the peace of God guards your heart and mind. And when you think and are aware of Jesus, then his peace is with you. The very presence of God becomes the peace that will cover you in those times of anxiety and care and depression and discouragement, just take the time and say, God, make me aware of your presence. When you begin to think on God, then that fulfills what Paul is telling you here. And you can think on these specific aspects of God because these are the characteristics of Jesus. Begin to say, God, let me begin to rest on the truth of Jesus. Let me begin uh, to to see the purity of Jesus. Maybe my mind is being bombarded by temptations uh, or I feel the shame and guilt of my own failures. Then I need to know the purity and the loveliness of Jesus. The justice of Jesus that I am forgiven because of what Jesus did. So when we begin to practice these things, so Paul says, after he tells us these two things, this lifestyle of prayer, and this this mindset of being aware of Jesus and thinking on Jesus, and consciously, intentionally uh, entering into the presence of Jesus. When we do these two things, the peace of God, it guards our heart and it comes and walks with us. But here's what he says. He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen of me, practice these things. And I think this is important. We're not good at it, but we need to practice it. What is practice? Practice means that you get a little bit better each time, but you practice it. We have a lot of times we stop practicing. Um, uh, we just give up and God says, just don't give up, just keep practicing, just practice these things. And sometimes we do better than other times, but the more we practice his presence, the more we practice our prayer, we get closer and closer. We go deeper and deeper in the peace of God. And the more we practice these things and the more the peace of God begins to lead us, I'm going to tell you the result is you will discover joy when you did not even realize it was there. The more you practice seeking God, praying, communing with God, opening yourself up to God, and the more you practice thinking on Jesus and being aware of his presence, you are going to be happier when you didn't even realize it. Other people will probably recognize that you're happier than even you, and you won't even recognize it. And they will see the joy of the Lord with you. And when other people begin to see the joy of the Lord with us, now here's the great thing. Then we can share that peace with others who are going through trials and storms that have no peace. You see, then we have peace to give others in this world. And how many know what a great gift we have to give others that right now are just living in nonstop anxiety and care. They are bearing their care. They're lifting their care. They're carrying all the cares of their life. When Jesus says, you can let me carry it. Yes, you will still have anxiety. You will still worry at times, but let me carry it. And when we let him carry it, the peace of God guards us. And and I pray that we will begin to live a life that is guarded by peace the peace of God, knowing that, that everything is okay. That he has it under control. It's not easy and it's not always the way that I would like it, but I'm trusting in him. I'm not the one that can bring the solution. He is the answer. And when I put my trust in God, then I have time to be joyful. You see, then I can spend my time enjoying life. Uh, despite all the things around me. So let me encourage you. Don't be anxious, but in everything, seek God. Turn to him, open yourself up to him, cry out to him and learn to, to be thankful that he is there for you, that he's your daddy. You can get up in his lap and just hold on And when you begin to be aware of his presence and think about the fact that Jesus is with you, think about his presence. Let his presence be the peace that leads you through your life. Think on these things. Practice it. And I know that God has something for each one of you that will bring joy to your heart.